Greetings, greetings, and I want to invite you over to something new that I'm doing. It's called In The Moment Live, and it's a live YouTube stream that I will be doing on Saturdays at 8 a.m. So come on over and chat with me. I'm going to have Q&A, just going to be unpacking some of my takeaways from the prior guest and when the moment chooses you. I look forward to seeing you over there on Saturdays at 8 a.m. for In The Moment Live. See you there. Greetings and welcome to When the Moment Chooses You. I am your host, Coach Charlene, and I am so excited today to have Christina Johnson on the show. So let's welcome Christina to the show. Welcome, Christina. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yes, I am very excited. Now, I don't know a lot about you, but I know that this is going to be a powerful journey to many. So I'm super excited to get started. So first, let me tell you a little bit of context of why I started When the Moment Chooses You. Of course, in 2020, we were going through um, the COVID-19 pandemic, the racial unrest. We had so much going on in addition to our personal pandemics. And so um, I think I got triggered in a sense when the murder of George Floyd happened. And so I noticed that I went into this deep, like, darkness for a moment and then I came back out because I was like man that could be my brother that can be the you know I just start going there and um <clears throat> but what came out of it is me finding my voice because mm -hmm. I had never shared my story I had never um told anybody anything about what I was like dealing with as I came up the corporate ladder and so that's where I found my voice and I've been releasing my voice um as a lifeline um, really since then. And so this show, I believe that there are moments that we're called to disrupt, to transform, to whatever it is yourself, and then the systems perhaps that you work for or humanity. And so that's what the show is all about. It took me about a year and a half or two to birth the baby out. So I started it last, I think on 2022, July, and it has been such a great blessing to interview change agents like yourself. So that was my moment. So Christina, I would love for you to tell us who you are, and then we'll start getting into some of the meat of um, some of those moments that you can, you would like to share with us. Absolutely. So I am, oh my goodness, I, that question's always so hard because I'm so many things, right? I'm a, a yes. mom and a daughter and a wife and a I was a corporate executive and now I am a leadership and development coach and I'm a painter and an artist and a, wow. a singer and a songwriter. And most of that stuff isn't how I make money, but that's how I live my life. Yes. And uh, so that question always hits me as hard, but I'm here today as just a human who has had some really amazing experiences. And I'm excited to share with people, you know, as I thought about this, not just about the experiences, but what allowed the experiences to happen, what allowed me to know that it was a moment, instead of being in a moment and not even realizing it, which I think happens a lot of the time. Oh, that is wonderful. That's beautiful. I'm going to actually just read just a tiny bit more of your uh, bio. She has a beautiful website, which I'll put in the description, everyone, so you can go visit. And it says, Christina Johnson is an award-winning business executive with over 15 years of financial services and healthcare. 
She has led teams of 50 plus associates while delivering industry high associate engagement, created groundbreaking uh, compassionate based leadership and customer service approach that resulted in 99% customer trust score and a less than 6% employee attrition rate won national awards for branded experience and website preparedness, and the list goes on and on and on. You are amazing. (laughs) So anyway, I'm so glad to uh, have this conversation with you. So tell us about some moments that you think would really benefit the audience. My audience tends tends to be healthcare workers, um, also consultants, coaches that really are just daring to dream. Like a lot of the healthcare um, nurses, for instance, a lot of them are doing different things than they were originally at the bedside. And so they've taken the plunge and they began to start following their heart. So that's kind of my audience that I have. Yeah. So I am one of those wily people that could sit down and tell you dozens of stories that, um, sound like magic or miracles. And I, my biological mom was addicted to cocaine while she was pregnant with me. I was born into the system and born addicted. And Mm. I, you know, it took four years for them to wean me off and I was never supposed to walk. I was never supposed to talk. I was never supposed to think like a normal child. And that, you know, these are the things the doctors say. And then very quickly in the system was able to see a lot of crazy stuff happen, ended up being in a a home that was very abusive and ended up living in a car by the time I was 16. I, you know, I found my godmom, she or she found me or, you know, God gave us to each other. And that was the first stable, safe home I had had. That was the first safe place I had to sleep. And finding her was miraculous. I was at church one night and this visiting pastor talked about how you have to have your Paul's, your Silas's and your Timothy's. You have your people who pour into you, the people you pour into and the people you hang out with. And God put it on my heart to go tell her what was going on. And I had never told anybody. I kept these secrets and she was the one person who was going to be protective, but I didn't know that. I didn't even know her. And I was able to hear that voice to go talk to her. And I had another moment when I went to college, I had full scholarships. I had 13, 11, 13 scholarships that were room and board, full scholarship, full tuition, and had to, you know, had to choose. And God had very clearly said, I'll send the school to you. And I felt that. And I knew that. And I just thought that meant wherever I got a scholarship. But then I got this invitation to visit a campus or to to go to a school I had never even heard of before and didn't apply to and went to see them and felt more peace than I had in years. Oh, wow. And I knew that's where I was supposed to be. And it was the least prestigious school that I had access to. And so then, you know, years later, I'm graduating college, I'm going into a professional role and the way I got my first job was 
this it was a crazy situation where I was supposed to be in India on a an economics trip and couldn't go because I couldn't get my Japanese encephalitis injection in time (laughs) and was devastated, but then ended up being invited for a job interview for the company in Chicago. I ended up working for, and that's how I got my corporate start. And I could just tell you, I could literally go on for hours and tell you all these stories of things that happened where it was just this moment and I felt it and I knew it. And a lot of times when I share that, people will get really emotional and they'll say things like, I want to know, you know, I want to be so confident in something like that, or I want to know that I know. Right. And I think what happens a lot is we're all walking around and we're like, where's the manna falling? I want the manna to fall. But we're not (laughs) following the breadcrumbs to where the manna falls. That's great. I love that we get breadcrumbs and here's the deal in order to you know we hear people talk about and i just knew and you get jealous of that you're like yeah i just want to know it's time i just want to know that this is the thing but in order to do that you can't be numb and on autopilot you have to Uh be connected you have to be awake and you have to be engaged in what is going on in your life good, bad, ugly, indifferent, painful, beautiful. You have to be connected and feeling in order to follow the breadcrumbs. The big moments only happen and you only know that they're happening when you're connected and you've been doing the small breadcrumb connections. I absolutely love that. I have to pause for a minute. So Christina, are you telling me that I can't walk around in a hypnotic rhythm? No. I mean, you can, but you're going to miss everything. Yes. You're going to miss everything, everything that you're looking for. Like we think that I'll get out of this hypnotic rhythm when. Mm Mm-hmm. My job changes, my situation changes, I the you know, whatever. I need this thing and then I'll not be on autopilot. But yes. you cannot get that thing on autopilot. You yes, will get that about. thing when you get out of that rhythm. Yes, so awesome. Okay, I'm ready to run around in my room real now, real quick, but I won't do that. <laughs> Please continue. That is beautiful. I love everything you said. It's particularly like how you said that. We're not following the breadcrumbs. So can you elaborate on that just a little bit more? Yeah. So my godmom, who anybody who knows me, I quote her a lot. She is my person. Uh, you don't end up with out a little bit of a hero complex when somebody literally took you out of living in a car and gave you a home. Yes. <laughs> you just you have it for the rest of your life. Uh, and so... I remember really struggling when I was younger with a lot of things and I put so much pressure on every decision, every And I felt like I was somebody at 15 years old. I had a five, 10 and 15 year plan. I knew where I was going. I knew how I was getting there. I was very, I was very structured person (laughs) as a, as a young person. I felt like I had to be in order to get out of the situation I was in. And I was agonizing over a decision and not knowing the whole path in front of me. 
And I w- I remember sitting on the couch and I'm just, I'm sobbing because there's so much pressure. There's so much pressure on young people, young women, particularly yes. to know their path. And she gave me the best advice in the world. She said, Chrissy, that's what my family calls me. You just do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. You just do the next right thing. And at the time, I like I took that and I ran with it. And I have said that so many times over the, you know, the 20 years that yeah. that has been a mantra in my head. And there are other people who say it as well. I know Glennon Doyle says that a lot. Um, it's even in Frozen 2. They have this whole song about doing the next right thing. <laughs> and over the past two years, something really hit me because when we talk about doing the next right thing, it's usually from a place of desperation. Mm-hmm. We are like hurting. We're in a spot and we want out. We're lost. We can't see the path. We want change. We want, right? And there is this agony that comes with it. And over the last couple of years, I realized that it does not have to be that way. It does not have to be, oh my God, what comes next? Where is it? Where's the thing? It really can be fun. It can be like a scavenger hunt. Uh, all right, I'm going to do the next right thing. I don't know what it is. I'm going to go find it and, or I'm going to create it. And it does not have to be agony. It can be enjoyable and fun and it can be okay to not know and to enjoy where you are in the not knowing. Christina, that is a beautiful point that you just made because um, 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 I got all the feels going on because um, in December of um, last year, I remember I was in that place of just didn't really know which way to turn, what was going to be happening. And then I kind of took like this three week sabbatical just to kind of do me, to be true to myself for once and all in my life. And I found that quote that I usually share a lot. And it says, you don't die when your heart stops beating. You die when your heartbeats have no meaning. And so that really hit me because what I did gain in those three weeks was that I was so at peace with the uncertainty that was in my life right then. So you really, really unpacked that because so many people are nervous when they don't know the next step. And so I I absolutely love how you just described that because being at peace with uncertainty is a place of power. It really is because I didn't necessarily know the next step, but I did just like you said, this is going to be an adventure. Let's go ahead and jump out into the deep and see where this adventure is going to take me. So thank you so much for that because I think a lot of people get stuck there and I actually would like to go into maybe some wisdom gems from you. Uh, Christina, I usually ask my guests, can they give us three wisdom gems that could help us in our life any way that you want to, you know, frame that? I want to leave it open for you because that was such gold that you just shared with us. So I, I got your list of things you ask about and I was like, I'm going to take notes. And uh, (laughs) so there's a couple things that come up for me around that. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about imposter syndrome. Mm. 
And I think that is a real thing. And that happens. Some of us are out there fighting the wrong thing because Mm -hmm. it's not imposter syndrome for some of us. We are being more ourselves than we've ever been. Maybe we're in a new role or we're doing something brand new, but it is so aligned with who we are and our values. And we are like expansive and doing this big thing that we've never done. We're being our truest self. We're showing up as ourself and authentic. And it is scary. (laughs) When you're being somebody else and you fail or it doesn't work the first time or somebody doesn't like it or you get feedback or rejection, that's one thing because you're being somebody else. But when you are showing up as your truest self, there is this fear that comes with it. And I think some of us are not dealing with imposter syndrome. I call it authenticity affliction. We are dealing with authenticity affliction where we are being so true and authentic that we feel this friction in ourselves and this like fear of it. And it, it that's once you know what you're dealing with, are you really being somebody you're not? Is this really a fake you showing up? Or are you being true to yourself and you're scared of how people are going to react? Then what you do with that is really different. And I think a lot of us are trying to treat authenticity affliction like imposter syndrome when it's not. When really about getting more comfortable with ourselves and showing up as ourselves to do that big expansive thing without the shame and all the other stuff, the baggage that goes with it. Because we are not being someone we're not we're being us. Yeah, that's so powerful. I know so many people that struggle in that area that even just being you. Now, I find that very fascinating, Christina, especially with everything that you've gone through, how powerful and how real uh, your story is with actually being yourself. Like, was it difficult for you to find out who you were? Extremely. It was extremely difficult. What was difficult was in order to survive through a lot of what I went through, I had to numb. I had to shut down. And and maybe there are other ways. That was my coping mechanism at the time. But for me, that was the, the best path forward is I just became like a robot It was about success. It was numbers. It was nothing was personal. Absolutely nothing. I was scared to write songs or draw or write poetry or do anything creative or artistic because it was subjective. So I didn't. I did only objective things. If it could be measured, I would do it, right? Oh, wow. And I didn't allow myself to feel even even in the sense of like in my relationships and dating and things like that, I distinctly remember the first time I was a professional in my early twenties. The first time I got really excited about somebody who had a romantic interest in me. And I was just, I remember I had gone to play top golf with a friend and I was explaining what I felt. And she said, well, Christina, welcome to the land of the feeling. How long did you work on that in therapy? And I was like, wait, this is the normal thing that like everybody else has been feeling. 
Wow, that's great. Wow, that's so powerful. Okay, keep telling, keep talking to us. You're feeding our spirits and soul. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's been one of the biggest things is just continually breaking down those walls to allow myself to feel, to, yes. to not numb. I love the way Brene Brown says it. She says, you can't selectively numb. And it's so true. Because when I was numbing to stop the pain, I also numbed all the good stuff and I couldn't feel the good stuff. And it's, you know, experiencing strong emotions is a muscle. It's, it is a skill and it's a muscle. It's a very human experience, but when you're not allowing yourself to do it, you, you're not really equipped to deal with the pain. But when you're doing that, when you're just really opening, you allow yourself to feel pain, you allow yourself to feel grief, you allow yourself to feel heartbroken and disappointment, and you let anger, resentment, you let that pass through you, mm-hmm. and you allow it to come in the waves that it comes in, it then opens the door for more joy, more satisfaction, more love, more excitement and more peace. Because when we numb to, you know, we refuse to process and feel our anger, then we're not able to process and feel our joy either. And that's so powerful. You know, it goes hand in hand, but it gets easier. It gets so much easier to process the stuff we don't want to feel the more we do it. Absolutely. That's so wonderful because when you don't, I thought about what you said and how many women in particular, um, our body carries our trauma when we don't allow that process to take place. So that's extremely powerful and very helpful for so many people. Any other uh, little wisdom gems you got for us? You know, I find in my work, I've worked with hundreds of people over the years and I have found the biggest energy vampire is our shame spirals. It's judging. It's judging the thoughts that come up. It's judging how we feel and starting to feel some kind of way about that and then spiraling with it and getting stuck on it. I had a thought. It came up. I don't like that thought. I'm not going to follow it. And if you don't start to judge the thoughts, the feelings that come up. I have feelings. We all have feelings that pop up and sometimes they're not pretty. It can be resentment. It can be true envy in a malicious way, right? You can, you can have some really, especially, I don't know about you. I having my daughter put my body through menopause and I felt some things I have never felt in my life. Hey, look, that's another show all by itself, Christina. (laughs) Yeah, but I could either judge it, get wrapped up in it, or I could be like, all right, it's there. And I'm going to let that, I'm not going to go in the shame spiral. I'm not, I'm not going to spend my time and my energy that way. And what I have seen, the difference between people that I work with in in a coaching relationship who are able to just rocket themselves out of a bad situation, whether it be emotional or actually the toxic job or whatever it is, they are the people who stop judging their thoughts and feelings. 
If you can just get to a place of non-judgment with whatever comes up and you don't spiral it, you are about to have a huge energy burst and you're going to rock it out of wherever you are. Wow, that's so powerful. So it has been such an honor. You have got to come back, girlfriend, because you are like the bomb. <laughs> but I would, I would love for you to tell what you do in your business and just tell our audience in case there's someone that really needs to um, connect with you. Because, I mean, what you're talking about is so powerful and profound. So please tell us about who uh, your business and all of the wonderful things that you're doing and how people can get in touch with you. Absolutely. I am a leadership and team development coach. I work with individuals who are burnt out, who want things to be different, who are ready for the next promotion, but don't know how to do it or making career transitions. And I help them. Honestly, it's about figuring out how to work with their brain and body instead of following age old advice about how we should be doing things and what should be working. I help mm. people connect so that with themselves so that they can move faster from where they are to where they want to be. And uh, I typically only work with people for 10 weeks. I am not somebody who's like, let's work together. We're going to work together for five years or we're going to have a year long engagement. I can usually help somebody get from where they are to get the momentum headed towards where they want to be in you know 90 days or less is what I say, but I typically do 10 week engagements to just get wow. somebody. It's a very fast, uh, very fast process. And I'm not trying to like upsell, resell, upsell, resell. It's really about just seeing somebody where they are and, and giving them their own recipe book that then mm -hmm. they get to go play with. And that's, that's what I do. That's beautiful. And what's the name of your business? The Blooming Birds. Hmm. Okay. We definitely are going to put that down in the comments. So I'm going to actually allow you to do one more parting word for us, um, Christina. There's someone stuck out there and they've been struggling probably since before the pandemic. Um, so what would your advice be? They're stuck. They may be even be in a dead end job that they just feel like they're locked in and they can't move. So what would you advise them to do besides Phil, call you? Yeah, process <laughs> the heck out of your feelings. Mm. If you are feeling, like feel the grief, sit down and sob. Don't, I mean, not for days, not for weeks, set a timer. <laughs> Cry for 15, 20 minutes, right? Five minutes. Um, whatever time you have, allow the feelings to come up and see what they're telling you. One of my favorite go-tos for people, most people who are in an environment, a work environment they want to get out of, or they've been in a tough spot for a long time, there is anger there. There is anger, there is resentment. And I tell people, go find a song that describes how you feel. And for me, it's typically, I can't get no satisfaction or hit me with your best thought. <laughs> Those are my favorite go-tos. And, and for everybody, it's something different. Uh, I have a client who's like very into to eclectic music and some of the stuff I see him bring, I'm like, I've never even heard this. I'm not even sure I feel comfortable listening to this. <laughs> but 
it's whatever works for you and whatever resonates for you. You play that and you stand up and you move your body and you move that feeling through your body. You shout it out. You move your physical body. You make sure that your legs and your hips and your arms are involved and you process that through your body and it it's going to suck, right? Because you're going to be feeling these things you don't want to feel. But part of the reason you're still where you are and you've been there so long is because you've got all these stagnant things you're just holding on to with a death grip. If you let go yes. of all of that, it's going to allow you to get back into the flow and it's going to allow things to move. And that is just, I, I think, feel your feelings and let them move through you. Process the heck out of your feelings is I love it. my biggest <laughs> My biggest gem for somebody who's been stuck for a long time. Well, oh my gosh, that's so powerful. You know what? It has been such, you have just like totally made my day. Now I can go ahead and continue to create miracles like I was going to do, but just a, a powerful endowment of your positivity and your, I mean, just really transformative um, message that you have. So I really thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you come back because you are so loaded with wisdom. <laughs> I would love to. This has been so enjoyable for me. I love getting to just talk about the things I usually have to, you know, when I'm working with a client, I have to be very targeted and focused and it's about yeah. where they are. And I love getting to open up the conversation to be more broad. So thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. I think it's so needed in our world, especially you, you said you're hitting that healthcare space. And yes, I know those are the people who need you the most. So I'm so grateful that you're putting your gift into the world in the way that you are. I want to thank you for tuning in to another inspiring episode of When the Moment Chooses You. I'm your host, Coach Charlene, and it's been an absolute pleasure to bring you stories of remarkable trailblazers and change agents who are shaping our world. Each journey we've shared today is a reminder that when the moment chooses you, the possibilities are endless.